deseas tener tu programa radial y que tenga un resultado de primera, anúnciate con la primera 1220 AM. No lo pienses más y comunícate ya al 407-343-1220 durante horas laborables. 407-343-1220 y sea uno de los miles de ganadores que día tras día han tenido éxito. La primera 1220 ni sus auspiciadores se solidarizan con las expresiones vertidas en el siguiente programa. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. La primera 1220. The Islamic perspective Uh, we are awaiting the will of our uh, brother and translator and co-host, uh, Dr. Jesus Mati. He should be on his way. Uh, and inshallah ta'ala, we uh, appreciate, appreciate you being with us one more time. And inshallah, we'll be talking about an, a very important subject that most people don't uh, pay attention to or have the wrong idea or the wrong information about. And that is uh, the, the subject or the phenomenon of natural calamities or natural disasters or the things that, all, that most people do attribute to, to uh, what they call mother nature. So I'm going to be giving you uh, uh, or speaking about this particular matter from a religious perspective, especially from an Islamic perspective of things. Uh, I start by saying, in Alhamdulillah, Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa na'udhu billahi ta'ala min shuruhi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu ta'ala falamudillalah wa man yudwil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu ahdahu la sharika lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh I'd like to uh, actually Uh, remind myself and my dear listeners to start with about uh, something that's, that's extremely important that has to do with the creed, with the correct creed. And before that, to be fair to our uh, dear listeners that uh, speak Spanish, I'll just introduce the show in Spanish real quick and then go back. Buenas tardes y bienvenido a su programa Islam para la Humanidad en su cadena de radio la 1220, la primera 1220. Es un placer estar con ustedes otra vez y estamos esperando la llegada de nuestro amigo y traductor uh, y uh, uh, nos, uh, el doctor Jesús Martí. Y bueno, si ustedes quieren llamar al programa, pueden llamar al 407-343-6001 tienen cualquier pregunta o bien no quieren uh, o quieren añadir algo al, al programa. Uh, I was saying something important that has to do with the creed, the creed that the Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, uh, created us to follow and to believe in and to base everything in, in our lives on, uh, on that particular creed is the oneness the oneness of Allah. And I say Allah, and 
people that are not familiar with this name, Allah, they tend to get, they tend to find it strange, or some of, some of them even get annoyed when you say the name Allah. But the name Allah is the most perfect way of calling upon the Almighty, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. Allah, you go to the history of prophets and messengers, you'll find that the majority of uh, the prophets and messengers were from Semitic descent, and Semitic descents, or the, the what they call what they call the Semites, they are the people that come from Sam, and Sam is one of the children of Noah, Nuh, alayhi salam, and most of them uh, they speak uh, they spoke either the Arabic language, or the Hebrew, or the Syriac or uh, uh, the, even the Abyssinian language and many other, the Akkadian language, many, many of those languages are uh, from Semitic uh, origins. And you will find that the majority referred to the creator of the heavens and the earth as uh, Il or Ilah or Elo or Elohim. Uh, these are all the same root uh, words. Uh, now, Jesus, the son of Mary, peace be upon him, he called uh, to, upon the Almighty by saying, "Either Eloi, which is or, or Eloi, which is my Lord," or he will say, "Allah, Allah." So, if you notice, there's a, there's a tremendous similarity between the way that Jesus, the Son of Mary, peace be upon him, called upon the Almighty, and the way that the Muslims nowadays call upon the Almighty. He says, "Eloi for my Lord," we say, "Ilahi." He says, Allah for God, we say Allah for God. So it's very, very similar. It's, it's very, very close, almost identical. So uh, with that out of the way, Allah is the most uh, perfect way of calling upon the Almighty because it is genderless, cannot be made into plural, uh, and uh, it is it has monotheism built in it. Uh, the word ilah is God. Any God could be called ilah. The word aliha, the verb aliha, means to worship. Allah means the the only one worthy of worship. So the only one worthy of worship is obviously the one who created the heavens and the earth. And who created the heavens and the earth? It is Allah. So this is uh, uh, the creed of the Muslims nowadays to believe in his lordship and to, to believe in his deity. His lordship, meaning that he's the only one that created the heavens and the earth. He's the one that is the manager, the sustainer, the owner of the heavens and the earth. And to believe in the oneness of his deity, meaning that he is the only, the only one that is worthy of worship. Now, uh, going back to the belief in his lordship, uh, like I said, it's not only the creation of the universe, but it's also managing managing uh, the every every affair in this universe. Which means, and this is that you this is something that you find in the Quran quite fre- frequently that shows the power of the Almighty Allah, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. That the fact that there is not a leaf that falls from a tree anywhere on the, on this planet except that he is known about it, and he's written it in a, in a book, uh, what we call the Lawh al-Mahfoub, 
This is a, uh, uh, the first thing that the Almighty ordered to be done in this universe for everything to be written. And there's not a leaf that falls from a tree, except that you'll find that, that it was written 50,000 years before the creations of the heaven, the creation of the heaven and the earth. The, the reason for my introduction is to allude to the fact that if, if the leaf, the smallest one, one of the smallest things that falls from a tree, you'll find, you'll find it already written and registered. What about natural phenomena? What about natural calamities? What about earthquakes and hurricanes and things like that? People, the things that people do attribute to Mother Nature today, which is an entity that does not really exist. I mean, it's just, it's a way of of getting people uh, away from from the worship and from that connection with their Creator, and from the fact that He is the one that that uh, that without His will, not not a, not nothing uh, will take place in this universe. So. Uh, the tests and the hardships and the calamities that take place, uh, they all they all happen with the will uh, uh, of the Creator of the heavens and the earth, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Allah says, uh, Allah says in the in the Quran, uh, this you find this in chapter fifty-seven, ayah twenty-two. Uh, ما أصاب ما أصاب من مصيبة في الأرض ولا في أنفسكم إلا إلا في كتاب قبل أن نبرأها إن ذلك على الله يسير. The translation, Allah said, no disaster strikes upon uh, the earth. Or among yourselves, except that it is in a register before we bring it into being. Indeed, that is easy for Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in surah, another surah, surah al-Shura, which is chapter 42, and the ayah is 30, qala subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَيَعْفُوا عَنْ كَثِيرٍ The Almighty says in whatever, whatever calamity, whatever calamity uh, or misfortune happens uh, to you because of the things that you hand forth and for many of them he, uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he forgives. Now, this is one thing that a lot of people don't, don't uh, uh, tend to pay attention to, is the fact that a lot, of, a lot of the calamities that take place in the heavens and the earth, it is because, because of what, what man, man's hand put forth. People keep, keep enjoying in sin, and transgression and doing the wrong things and doing things that are the opposite of what the Almighty has uh, ordered them to do. And then uh, the Almighty keeps being forgiven and forbearing with them until one day he takes them with a calamity. And we saw this a lot with the nations in the past, and uh, even our uh, Christian friends will see this clearly uh, in the Bible. 
and it is clear in the Quran as well. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Sad. Mashallah. Dr. Jesus, how are you? Assalamu alaikum, can you hear me? Yes, uh, loud and clear. <laughs> how are you doing? Sorry. I, guess, I guess there's a lot of traffic, huh? Oof, traffic and <laughs> uh, and rain. It's um, amazing. It's unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's raining in our side of town as well. Yes, yes, I'll tell so, you. This is a huge yeah. storm. So, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for being there for us always. <laughs> for covering always. Alhamdulillah. 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 So uh, I was talking about the uh, calamities in general okay. and the fact that people, uh, especially when they're natural phenomena or nat natural phenomena, I should say, people tend to think that it is all from uh, you know, just mother nature this entity that, that doesn't exist, but people brought it into existence to uh, explain the, uh, the natural phenomena but unfortunately they don't understand it, they don't see uh, that uh, it is it is from all of these things do not take place without the will of the creator of the heavens and the earth so that's what i was uh, what i was talking about i don't know if you, I don't know if you heard any of it yeah, uh, i heard the uh, the, fir the first part that you were talking about the calamities the semitic language exactly and so uh, if you can briefly translate it to our certainly uh, dear listeners and i i actually uh, you should have gotten an email i don't know if you you did um but uh, anyway, go ahead and, and, and translate, inshallah, and we will continue. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, which, uh, okay, you sent it to Gmail? Yes, you're, you're regular. Email, okay, yes. okay, not a problem. Thank you so much. Eh, buenas tardes a todos nuestros radioescuchas. Estamos, este es su programa semanal Islam para la Humanidad y toda la creación de Allah. Allah es el nombre perfecto de Dios. Hoy tenemos con nosotros el placer y el honor, como en tantas otras ocasiones, que hemos tenido siempre a Imam Saad Slawi desde eh, la... Eh, se mudó un poquito más abajo de Tampa, ¿verdad? De Edgewater, creo que está ahora. Estoy en uh, St. Pete, St. Petersburg. Este, uh, entonces lo tenemos aquí en el estado de la Florida, pero está un poquito más al sur que nosotros. Nosotros estamos acá en Kissimmee y, en, y él está un poquito más al sur. Pero aquí también está lloviendo. <risa> Increíble, y esos aguaceros uh, debe tener a todo el mundo trastornados en las carreteras. Él nos está diciendo, nos está ilustrando Imam Saad de que eh, tenemos eh, lo que se llama los desastres naturales o las, las calamidades. Él habla de que, él, después de la introducción que había hablado, él decía de que eh, los idiomas semíticos que son el arameo, el hebreo, el árabe, el siriaco y el marroquí, este, todos este tipo de idiomas eran los idiomas de, de lo que se conocen como eh, semíticos, acuérdense que semítico viene de Sem eh, Sem es Sem, Cam y Jafet que eran los tres hijos, uno de los hijos de Noé pues era el, el que sobrevive al diluvio universal junto con su padre Noé y este es eh, somos nosotros descendientes tanto de Noé como de eh, Sem de estos idiomas eh, nos dice él de que eh, Dios entonces se conoce o sea, en esos tiempos y en la actualidad en esos idiomas semíticos se conoce como la Elohim eh, Jesús lo llamaba Elohi que significaba eh, mi señor y Allah 
es bien similar a Allah. Allah es el nombre perfecto, o sea, es el Dios Todopoderoso que no tiene ningún tipo de género y es el único Dios digno de ser adorado, la única deidad digna de ser adorado, el significado de eso. Eh, vemos la similaridad tan increíble entre cómo lo utilizaba Jesús en arameo y cómo se le dice en árabe. Eh, nos está hablando también eh, de que las calamidades y los fenómenos naturales, o la, el natural fenómeno, él dice que estos asuntos tienen, están, lo conecta la humanidad con la madre naturaleza, pero que la madre naturaleza es una cosa que no existe, pero las personas la trae a su existencia para tratar de explicar aquellos fenómenos que son inexplicables para ellos, pero que están bajo el control de ese Dios Padre Todopoderoso, que no es Dios, que es ese que le decimos Allah. Eh, o oh, en los idiomas semíticos que le decían Allah uh, Imam Sat yo sé cómo la mujer ¿no? uh -huh. so inshallah uh, today I will talk about some of those uh, phenomena as mentioned in the Quran that happened to some, some people in, in the past and the, uh, the Almighty informed us in the Quran that he has uh, uh, that he Uh, that the calamities that he inflicts people with and the punishments uh, or are a form of punishment uh, that, uh, that, uh, that fall on, on the people of transgression when there's a whole village or a whole nation of people or uh, in the past that exceeded all the limits in tr their transgression and their sinning and the Almighty is is forbearing with them for a period of time and then if they don't stop then his punishment uh, befalls them uh, a form of punishment that uh, were mentioned in the quran is something called uh, first of all al-masq al-masq and i will translate and explain what that means and it's all there's also khas. so we have masq and we have we have uh khas. and these were very well documented that took place in times of the past with nations of the past because of their mischief and their oppression and their transgression they were uh they were afflicted because they were too arrogant to obey allah too arrogant to believe in his messengers even more so even more than that they were arrogant enough to inflict harm on the prophets and messengers and the, the righteous people that came to their aid They came to save them from themselves and save them from the darkness that they were in. As the Almighty said in uh, Surah Ali Imran, which is chapter uh, uh, three, three uh, ayah 21 and 22. <laughs> ويقتلون الذين يأمرون بالقسط من الناس فبشرهم بعذاب أليم أولئك الذين حبطت أعمالهم في الدنيا والآخرة وما لهم من ناصرين Allah said in translation as, as to those who deny the signs of Allah And in defiance of, of right, slay the prophets and slay those who teach righteousness to mankind, announce to them a grievous penalty. They are those whose work will bear no fruit in this world 
and in the hereafter, nor uh, will they have anyone to help them. So uh, and this is what happened to all the tyrants and the oppressors uh, of the past. Where is where is the, the question that poses itself? Where is Fir'aun, the Pharaoh? Where is he today? Where is, where is uh, Haman, his right-hand man? Where is he today? Where is Qarun? Where is Umay, Umay ibn Khalaf? And these, by the way, all of them uh, are uh, tyrants of the past that were mentioned either in the Qur'an or in the Sunnah of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Where are they today? They're gone. They have met their gloomy faith, uh, and uh, that gloomy faith that they set up for themselves. Uh, Allah Ta'ala said in the Qur'an, again, Surah Al-Ankabut, which is uh, uh, chapter 29, ayah 40, فَكُلًّا أَخَذْنَا بِذَنْبِهِ فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ أَغْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِ حَاصِبًا وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ أَخَذَتْهُ الصَّيْحَةِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ خَسَفْنَا بِهِ الْأَرْضِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ أَغْرَقْنَا وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيَظْلِمَهُمْ وَلَكِنْ كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ Allah said, so each received for his sin. And he's talking about the transgressors in general. And among them were those upon whom we sent a storm of stones. And among them were those who were seized by a blast from the sky. And among them were those whom we caused the earth to swallow. And among them were those whom we drowned. And Allah would not have wronged them, but it was they who were wronging themselves. Now, the, uh, I'll let you translate these these ayat, inshallah, then we will continue. Inshallah. Uh, <coughs> Nos dice Imam Sad también, eh, queridos hermanos, de que hablando de las calamidades y los fenómenos naturales, vamos a hablar de algunos de esos fenómenos que aparecen en el Corán, las calamidades o castigos con los que Allah nos castiga, Él nos tolera ciertos tipos de conducta eh, por cierto tiempo, pero no tengan duda de que si esta conducta no es de su agrado, el castigo va a venir. Eh, en varias ocasiones Él dice, dice y no sé que se eh, refería a los castigos en el Corán como al Ahmed, Ahmed y Kusk. Este, so we have we have al Masr, okay. Masr, and then Khas. Khasq, okay. Khas, Khas. Entonces, este, esa es la terminología que se utiliza en el Corán cuando se refiere a ese tipo de castigos o la opresión o la transgresión es porque aquellos eran muy arrogantes e infligían también inclusive eh, daños y afectaban a los profetas, a los enviados por Dios con los mensajes. Eh, vemos entonces en el sura número 3, eh, que es el sura al-Imram, es la familia de Imram, a la... Alayas número veintiuno eh, y veintidós. Realmente los que niegan los signos de Alá y matan a los profetas sin derecho alguno y matan a quienes ordenan la equidad entre los hombres, anunciarles un castigo muy doloroso. 
esos son aquellos aquellos cuyas acciones serán inútiles en esta vida y en la última y no tendrán quien les auxilie. Eh, ¿Dónde está? Nos dice este Imam Sad, ¿dónde se encuentra Faraón? ¿Dónde se encuentra eh, Hamán, que era su mano derecha? ¿Dónde se encuentra Camún? Eh, eh, todos han sido confrontados con sus acciones, que son acciones, eran acciones bien cuestionables. Eran acciones... Es, es, estos personajes, doctor Jesús. Ajá. El faro eso es este bien conocido. Uh, uh, Haman, Faraón es el del tiempo de Moisés. Sí. Uh -huh. Haman es como es la, el, su primer, uh, el, su prime minister, so el, 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 su brazo derecho. Sí, Haman. Era como su secretario de Estado. Uh, es un personaje del cual vamos a hablar hoy. Eh, era alguien de los, uh, de los israelitas. Uh, pero bien uh, tiene, tenía mucha mucha riqueza y bueno hizo hizo mucha uh, muchas cosas malas era una persona muy mala en, el, en, la, en la gente dentro de la gente de, de, de Moses hizo mucho que daño yo sea con él uh -huh. sí mucho daño uh -huh. y Umayyad Nohalas era de Quraysh de la gente de, del profeta uh, Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con él. ¿Cómo se llama el último? Umayyah. Umayyah ibn Khalaf. Umayyah ibn Khalaf, ok. Ese era de los tiempos del profeta Muhammad. Eh, paz y sí, bendiciones de Dios sea con, con el profeta y con, con, con todos ellos. Nos dice este... Eh, eh, y van a ser también en el sura número 29, la ley número 40, y cita a cada, citamos, a cada uno le castigamos por sus faltas, a unos les mandamos un viento huracanado, a otros les agarró el grito, a otros hicimos que se los tragara la tierra y a otros los ahogamos. Alá no fue injusto con ellos en nada, sino que fueron ellos mismos los injustos. Vemos que o sea simplemente Dios nos trata en la justa medida de acuerdo a la conducta que nosotros exhibimos y el comportamiento que nosotros exhibimos aquí en la tierra. Y vamos a yo sé cómo la mujer. Just in case you our dear listeners uh, can hear a, a child in the background. I'm in actually in my car right now. <laughs> changes a person changes a person into uh, some other creation some other creature to punish them you could call it uh, maybe a mutation or a transformation or something like that and hasf is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes the earth to open up and swallow someone you know with their house or their possession or and we will see examples of both uh, from stories from the, the Quran And, and the Sunnah as well. As far as Masch, Allah uh, and His Messenger told, they both told us uh, about the fishermen of Banu Israel, the village of fishermen of the Israelites. And part of the, the story comes in the Quran, and another part comes in the Hadith. Uh, it is a Hadith that is known as the Hadith of Ikrimah or Ibn Abbas. Ibn Abbas is an easier uh, name to remember. 
uh, and is collected by Al Bayhaqi. It's a long hadith. I'm not going to quote that hadith because it's pretty long. But uh, the village name is Ayla. The village name was Ayla. And this is a village that was right by the sea. Right by the sea. And these people, they lived on fishing. They were all fishermen. And, but subhanAllah, these people, uh, a good majority of them were transgressors. They were oppressors. They were not good people, of course. Now we have to remember that with the Israelites, the follower of Moses back then, they were some really good people, some good believers that really followed the law of Moses. They followed the Torah. They were righteous people that will be in the, in paradise, inshallah ta'ala. But there were also, but there were also some, uh, some wicked ones. And these are the ones that, that come in our story. They come in our story. So, okay. uh, uh, these people, basically, uh, they uh, they were fishing for uh, a long time, and things were normal. All of a sudden, Allah tested them because of their transgression. What happened is the fact that uh, they will they will go to the high seas to look for fish, and they won't find nothing. But on the Sabbath, the day that they're not supposed to work, the fish start to come swimming in front of them. They can see them from the windows of their homes because their homes were so close to the water. All they had to do is reach in the water and grab fish. There's so much fish and sticking their head out of uh, out of uh, out of the water. Uh, so he was, uh, and, and anyone who who likes fishing <laughs> understands how how tough that is. <laughs> anyone that that likes fishing, whenever they see a pond and they see fish in it, they're like, "Oh, I wish I had my stuff <laughs> so I can <laughs> so I can grab me some." So these are fishing fishermen. This is what they did for a living. And the fish was right there. Allah was testing them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about this in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, uh, uh, ayah 163. Uh, Allah ta'ala Translation And ask them Concerning the town of standing close by the sea Behold They transgressed in the matter of the Sabbath For on the day that their, theirs of their Sabbath Their fish did come to them openly Holding up their heads mean out of the water but on the day that they had no sabbath they came not thus did we uh make a trial of them we, we tested them for they were given to transgression they were transgressors with so uh what happened is that the wicked people of the village they decided to cut corners and and find a loophole and you know they they thought they could outsmart allah play a trick play a trick on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did they decide to do? They said, well, we're not, we're not allowed to fish on Saturday, the Sabbath, because this is a, the place, this is the time that we're, not, we're supposed to stay home and worship. But what are we going to do? We're going to set our nets on Friday, stay home on Saturday, and on, on Sunday where we're supposed to work, we'll go and we pick up the spoils. We'll pick up all the fish that get stuck in the nets. 
And that's what they started doing. Now, these people that started fishing, of course, they sold the fish. They started cooking the fish. The other people of the village smelled the fish and came inquiring, asking them, what happened? Where did you get this fish? How did that happen? They said, you are doing something that is haram. They understood that these people were doing something wrong. They were fishing on the Sabbath indirectly, but that's that's what it is, trying to play a trick on Allah, trying to outsmart their creator, which is which is impossible. Now the village, uh, I don't know if you want to translate this, then we continue, or should I, should I uh, sure. go on? No, no, go ahead, go on. Let's finish so the village, the village split in, into three categories. First category, the wicked people that were fishing on the Sabbath and they're not supposed to. The second category are the people of righteousness that were telling them this is wrong and this is haram, you're not supposed to do it. And the third category, they were the spectators, the ones that were just, you know, watching, not doing anything. Uh, and these spectators, they were even negative spectators because they even uh, tried to stop the righteous people from giving advice, from enjoying in good and forbidding evil. These righteous people that uh, wanted to tell the, the other, the wicked ones, that this is wrong, uh, these spectators, these uh, 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 negative people, told them to, to to stop doing it. And Allah mentions it in the Quran, the same surah, uh, number seven, uh, one sixty three and one sixty four. Qala Allah said, and when some of them said, why do you preach to a people? Why do you advise a people whom Allah will destroy or inflict with a terrible punishment? So the answer came uh, from the, the righteous people. Allah said, this, this is the response of the, the righteous people that wanted to give advice. The ones that who preach said to discharge our duty to uh, to uh, your Lord, and perchance they, they may fear him. So basically what they're saying, we are giving them advice, first of all, so that the Almighty will not ask us and say, why didn't you give him advice? And the second thing, then perchance, and maybe they will reconsider, and maybe they'll go back to go back to their righteousness. Dr. Jesus. Sorry, my pleasure. Nos dice eh, Imam Sad también de que el, eh, Dios nos habla de unos, eh, digo, en el Corán hay una cita que, que habla sobre los eh, pescadores. Primero él habla de dos conceptos que es de Bels y de Kus. Bels eh, significa un término en árabe que significa cuando Allah cambia a una persona entre y lo convierte en otra criatura como, como castigo. Eh, y Kus que significa cuando causa que la tierra se abra eh, y se trague todo lo que esté en su alrededor. 
eh, Ala nos dijo sobre hace la alusión a los pescadores eh, esto era en el área de eh, eran de Bani Israel nos habla esto eh, también hay un hadith que habla sobre esto nos habla que el, el nombre de la villa era Eirla y entonces estaba cerca del mar esto se refiere a una serie de pescadores y está la, la narrativa aparece en el capítulo 7 en el sura número 7 del Corán a la ley 1.63 y citamos y pregúntales por la ciudad que se encontraba a orillas del mar cuando transgredieron el sábado, siendo el sábado cuando los peces acudían y se dejaban ver, mientras que por el contrario los días en los que no debían guardar descanso no acudían. Así fue como los probamos por haberse pervertido. O sea, en otras palabras, lo que ocurría era que Allah hacía que los, eh, por su orden y consentimiento, hacía que los peces acudieran al lado de ellos. Eh, nos cuenta ahí Monsanto de que inclusive si estaban en sus barcas, era como si pusieran la mano en el agua y podían sacar los peces con la mano, pero eso era en sábado, que era el día prohibido para trabajar. Entonces, en los otros días, pues los alejaba de ellos. Ellos pensaron entonces que iban a desarrollar una estrategia para poder hacerle una, 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 evitar el, la ira de Allah y lo que hacían era que ponían sus redes en viernes para no supuestamente no pescar en sábado pero las reyes ya estaban colocadas y estaban en acción y el domingo entonces las recogían cuando los eh, otros residentes de la villa empezaron a oler el pescado que estas personas tenían que habían recogido en sus redes pues vinieron a donde ellos y entonces nos dice eh, Imam Sad que el grupo se dividía en tres eran aquellos que eran eh, Primero, los que violaron el sábado al pescar en él. Otros eran el grupo que se opusieron a ellos, que eran los hombres correctos. Eh, eh, advirtieron a los primeros y se alejaron de ellos. Y un tercer grupo, que era aquel que callaba aunque no participó. Y estos últimos son los que dicen los que se refiere en la aleya. Eh, también en la aleya número 164, citamos del Sagrado Libro. Y cuando un grupo de ellos dijo de qué sirve, qué o por qué, amonestéis a una gente a la que Alá va a destruir o a castigar con un severo castigo. Y estos dijeron, es para tener una justificación ante vuestro Señor y por si acaso temen. Y Monsat, yo se acabó la jujera. So, these people, these wicked people, they carried on, did not listen to the advice of the other group, and they carried on doing what they were doing for a while. And this is the, the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He lets people, uh, when they don't listen to admonition, and they, He lets them go go on with with uh, what they were doing for a while, for a while until uh, they got comfortable with what they were doing. They didn't think any punishment was coming upon them. They didn't even think that <coughs> working on the <coughs> the Sabbath was was uh, wrong anymore. And then... And then Allah takes them by surprise. But the, in the meantime, the righteous people decided to build a wall between them and, and the wicked so that they, because they knew the punishment of Allah was coming and they did not want, want to be uh, part of it. So they put a wall between them. And this thing went on for a while. Until one day, one morning, the righteous people woke up in the morning uh, expecting the same, the normal, the everyday Uh, commotion that they were that they were uh, 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 accustomed to to hear from the other side of the wall. They were expecting to to hear some people talking, you know, buying and selling, doing things. 
but subhanallah it was not it was not the case all they were hearing is some strange noises so they got really curious finally and one of them climbed the wall and to his shock and surprise subhanallah he found that the inhabitants of that the other side of the wall the ones that were you know uh, fishing where they're not supposed to and cooking the fish and selling the fish and buying the fish all of that they Allah has, has uh, done masq remember that word that I use masq Allah has done masq on them meaning that he uh, he turned them he mutated them turned them into another creation it was said that the young people turned into apes and the older ones were were turned into swine as a punishment from the Almighty. It was also said that when they saw uh, the people from the other side, which were their friends, their family members, their cousins, uh, they recognized them because this is a it is a, is a likeness of of an animal, but the human still inside. They came to them, trying to hug them and trying to to uh, you know to seek any kind of uh, consolation from them. Uh, and subhanAllah, all the righteous people were saying, we told you, we told you that the punishment of Allah will, will, will afflict you if you don't stop doing this. And they were nodding, nodding as, you are right, you are right. So uh, it was said that these, these people, as it is the case with people that are afflicted with masq, they lived only for three days and they all died. Uh, such was the, the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for their transgression, because they were... They thought they could outsmart Allah. And this became uh, after them for the longest time until he got to us uh, in, in the Quran and the Sunnah as uh, the, uh, the, the the trick of Ashab al-Sabt. Don't, don't play. They say don't play like Ashab al-Sabt, the people of the Sabbath, of the Sabbath, because you cannot smart Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, you know, Allah, Allah will always outsmart, outsmart you. And this comes to us in uh, the Quran. Uh, I don't have the reference. I can I can uh, find it in a second. But okay. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, and this is actually in Surah Al-Baqarah. But I just need to find you the uh, the ayah number. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one I don't have. Uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "A'udhu billahi min al-shaytanir rajim." وَلَقَدْ عَلِمْتُمُ الَّذِينَ اَعْتَدَوْا فِي السَّبْتِ فَقُلْنَا لَهُمْ فَقُلْنَا لَهُمْ كُونُوا قِرَدَةً قَاسِئِينَ فَجَعَلْنَاهَا نَكَانًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهَا وَمَا خَلْفَهَا وَمَوْعِظَةً لِلْمُتَّقِينَ And this is, by the way, uh, chapter 2, ayah 65. Allah says, and you will, and you will, uh, uh, well, you knew those amongst you who transgressed in the matter of the Sabbath, we said to them, be apes, despited, and rejected. So we made it an example to their own time and their posterity as a lesson to those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'll let you, inshallah, translate and then probably have a couple minutes to close, inshallah. <laughs> 
eh, haciendo la narrativa sobre las personas, sobre los de la vida de los pescadores. Este, bueno, primero es que estas personas pues habían, estaban en una villa y estaban haciendo una conducta impropia que era que estaban haciendo, estaban realizando pescas eh, durante el día de descanso, en el sábado, en el sábado. Entonces, ¿qué ocurre? Nos dice que en el, eh, ellos pues habían colocado las, las redes en el día viernes para escoger, para que pudieran coger los pescados el sábado y entonces así ellos irlas a recoger en el domingo. ¿Qué ocurre cuando eh, siguieron haciendo esto que ellos hacían? Alá les dijo, eh, los dejó seguir hasta que pensaron que no se iba a causar ningún tipo de daño y que Alá lo, no los iba a castigar y que no los cogería por sorpresa, las personas correctas de la villa lo que hicieron fue que colocaron una pared en la villa, cosa de estar aislados de ellos porque sabía que el castigo de Dios iba a venir y que estos todos los domingos siempre tenían una fiesta y una celebración eh, con el en conjunto con la pesca que recibían. Pues un día se levantaron y no encontraron los sonidos y la fiesta que siempre estaban ellos acostumbrados y vieron que los habitantes este al, al subir por la pared eh, vieron que los habitantes que estaban cometiendo el error el pecado de estar pescando en el sábado Alá los había convertido en otra creación que eran monos y en cerdos los familiares los reconocieron y los correctos se lo decían que la ira de Alá los iba a impactar eh, cuando Alá hace este tipo de castigo, esa conversión así en otro ser de la naturaleza, el periodo de duración de la persona, o sea, de, de ese nuevo animal al que lo convierte de tres días y a los tres días todos fallecieron. Eh, vemos cómo no se debe jugar, como jugaron estas personas en el Sabbath, eh, y también nos trae la cita Imam Sad de el Sura, eh, sura Al-Bakara, que es el Sura número 2, a la Aleya número 65, y citamos del Sagrado Libro. Ya sabéis lo que les ocurrió a aquellos de vosotros que transgredieron en el sábado, y les dijimos, convertíos en monos despreciables. Eh, aquí hay una nota en, el, en la Aleya que dice, el sábado era el único día en el que les estaba prohibido pescar, y ese día los peces llegaban hasta la orilla del mar dejándose ver, no pudiendo resistir la prueba fueron a pescar y a la los convirtió en monos y vamos a yo sé cómo la jugaron the way that he wants us to worship him and not change not change these things because a lot of things were changed from from uh, uh, what Allah has ordained mankind to do and that's why we keep seeing a lot of calamities and a lot of catastrophes and things like that take place in the world and they, we should we should learn a lesson from them and and do better with our lives inshallah ta'ala I'll let you translate and uh It was a pleasure being with you in the, in the show one more time, alhamdulillah. Hopefully next week we will, we will continue and finish uh, this particular subject, inshallah. Nos dice Imam Sadeh, queridos hermanos, de que la vida del mundo sería mucho más buena si volvemos a adorar a Allah como se hacía en los tiempos antiguos, como se hacía en el pasado y vemos que seguimos el verdadero propósito de nuestra creación y de nuestra existencia y vemos las calamidades y las catástrofes que acontecen debido a que pues lamentablemente no nos ponemos en la condición de estar en esa 
adoración devota y sincera ante ese creador, ante el Dios Padre Todopoderoso, que es el creador y el sustentador nuestro de todo el universo. Eh, le damos las gracias, hermanos, por su atención. Eh, tengamos siempre esta, este consejito que nos dio aquí Mansat, que es muy, 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 son palabras de, 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 de sabiduría para que las pongamos en práctica y para que no cometamos esos mismos errores que otros cometieron en el pasado y por los cuales fueron castigados. Eh, muy buenas tardes, asalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Gracias por haber estado en otro programa más de Islam para la humanidad y toda la creación de Allah. Buenas tardes y gracias. Hasta la semana próxima. La primera 1220 y sus auspiciadores se solidarizan con las expresiones vertidas en el siguiente programa. Somos la primera, una programación donde miles de oyentes nos escuchan día tras día, llevando a nuestra gente la mejor programación. Si deseas tener tu programa radial y que tenga un resultado de primera, anúnciate con la primera 1220 AM. No lo pienses más y comunícate ya al 407-343-1220 durante horas laborables. 407-343-1220 y sea uno de los miles de ganadores que día tras día han tenido éxito.